Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here with Joseph Kerr, and we are honored to be with you today. During a recent press briefing regarding the coronavirus, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell shared these powerful words. What MyPillow has done, we've established an internal task force which is monitoring future needs of companies across the country as a result of this pandemic. And given our position, we've begun to research and develop new protocols to address the current and future needs of U.S. businesses across multiple sectors. MyPillow has designated some of its call center to help U.S. companies navigate the many issues that resulted from this pandemic. We've dedicated 75% of my manufacturing to produce cotton face masks. Um, up to ten, in three days, I was up to 10,000 a day. By Friday, I want to be up to 50,000 a day. Um, I'm proud to manufacture our products in the United States, and I'm even more proud to be able to serve our nation in this great time of need. Thank you, Mr. President, for your call to action. When which has empowered companies like MyPillow to help our nation win this invisible war. Now I wrote something off the cuff, if I can read this. (laughs) God gave us grace on November 8, 2016, to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned its back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get back in the Word, read our Bibles, and spend time with our families. Our president gave us so much hope where just a few short months ago, we had the best economy, the lowest unemployment, and wages going up. It was amazing. With our great president, vice president, and this administration, and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. Well, with that, Mike Lindell, welcome to A View from the Wall. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, that was, uh, this is my 87th interview since that day because of the controversy. (laughs) Yeah, well, God did something phenomenal during that time. And I know, Mike, that many people instantly recognize your voice as the MyPillow guy. They know you're the man behind that company. But this briefing was a powerful moment in our culture. Tell us a little bit about the story behind the speech that took place that day. Well, it was about, I had been invited to the, to the White House about four days prior to come to a round table and with the vice president and they wanted some remarks. And I said, well, why did they want the remarks approved? And I, so I sent in the remarks and not the ones you just read, but I sent these and they just wanted to, they wanted us to say what we, um, what we were doing with our companies. And, uh, cause I was, had switched over to manufacturing to making face masks. And, um, so we, uh, I flew to, flew to Washington, D.C., and I get in the White House, and we had our roundtable with the other CEOs, and the vice president was in there, and everybody went around and talked and, and asked different questions. And, and then the president came in, and, and he talked for a little bit, talked to all of us again, and then he left. And, and we went to leave the roundtable, and I said to the vice president, I said, well, we didn't read our remarks. And he goes, oh, no, he said, they, they're probably going to call you up. He'll probably call you up outside at the Rose Garden. And I said, really so then they were we went in the other room by the oval office and everybody was talking the president was talking to ceos and and i thought you know what if i get to talk out there i I was looking at my sheet and i said i'm gonna you know i'm gonna give a good message of hope to the people and i flipped it over and i started making some notes and all of a sudden they go well we got to go out let's go out and i'm going 
I, all I said was a prayer. I said, God, please let me read my writing. <laughs> and I got, I got out there and I didn't, we had not practiced anything. Nobody had said anything. I, I didn't even know we were going to be called up. They, they had me sitting right in front of the podium, vice president right next to me. And then sure enough, he says, okay, you guys come on up. And, and I didn't know I was supposed to go around. So I walked straight up the podium. And, and so the other CEOs, he kind of held him back and it was just me and him. And then I read the first part and that's where I turned to him and said, um, you know, Mr. President, do you mind if I read something off the cuff? And he said, sure. And then, uh, um, you know, it was, uh, that's what I said, the, you know, those remarks. And, and I didn't realize how an impact it would make. We went back in the White House afterwards and the vice president said, Mike, he goes, you've opened up the heavens or something like that. He just goes, wow. He, I mean, he was just, he gave me confirmation that it was okay because I didn't even know you know, what did I just do? Well, the, the, the president and I talked with me and the other CEOs and, and he didn't even say a thing about it. But when I left the white house, I had 750 text messages. I didn't even know that many people had my phone number. And then I looked at my <laughs> Twitter great. and my Facebook, I looked at my Twitter, and my Facebook, and it was literally just spinning. Just, I mean, it was like, I go, wow, what, you know, <laughs> what did I do? And then I was getting calls by every media outlet, and then and then some of them started bad mouthing me, and it was and here we are today. Well, we won't badmouth you, Mike. We promise. You mentioned briefly what you and your company are doing, but give everybody a little detail on that because not everybody's heard the story. Talk about what you're doing for the medical community. Right. Well, what I did about three weeks ago, I told my employees three, four weeks ago. Now I said, you guys start making some masks. I want to see some prototypes. And then, and then I heard that there was a need and, and the president had reached out for a private sector and made a comment. We all were all in this together. And, and I, I sent an email to the white house, to the vice president and his office said, you know, go to this. They had like a coalition set up. So I found out, um, um, from them, they were very informative of what these masks should take, what kind of cotton and all this and what kind of elastic and, and uh, fortunately for me, I had the right, I had the perfect my pillow fabric for that. I only had to change two processes to make the fabric. And then I had the, the, these big cutting machines. And the first thing I did is I said, you guys, we're going to go into mass manufacturing. And I said, so we took our building and 75% of our production. And we switched over to mask and we trained the employees that took a, a more than a day. And then, um, uh, there was some, some of the places like the hospitals wanted them to want it, found out wanted them to be washed. So I got a hold of my buddy, a commercial cleaning place and, uh, and, uh, launder. So we were able to, I was working until midnight that night. I remember trying to see how they would come out laundering them and, and uh, the whole process. And, and then I wanted to make a safe for my employees that took, I said, here's what I want. Everybody come through one at a time. You wear a mask all, the whole time you're here. Um, you, uh, wash your hands. We put the machines about eight feet apart and everybody can take breaks whenever they want alone. And within three days, we were up to 10,000 masks a day. Now we're up to almost with all the other companies that I deal with that make my, you know, my fabric and everything. We, uh, we're up to almost 50,000 a day. That is phenomenal. We appreciate all you're doing to help those around our country during this time. But in addition to your efforts in this area, you've also recently released a book called What Are the Odds that tells your personal story. Tell us a little bit about that before we go to break here in a moment. Yeah, it took seven years to write the book. And it's a, 
it's a book I've had quite a journey. I've had 14 near-death experiences. I used to be a crack cocaine addict. I was a compulsive gambler. You go through, I was a professional card counter. I've had so many entrepreneur experiences. Um, I had a, um, um, a drug dealers actually do an intervention on me uh, when I ended up quitting everything in uh, 2009, Jan- uh, January 16, 2009. But it's a, it's a book that's going to help everyone in this time. I'm actually coming w- two weeks from now with a commercial. You'll see it all over TV. I pre-printed the book. I'm self-published. I even bought my own paper. I have 3 million copies sitting there ready to go because, and the money's going to go to help my Lindell Recovery Network, which is going to help addicts all over the country get out of addiction. We get through this pandemic. This was, this was all set up before this. And uh, so I'm excited to help, uh, help people get through addiction and everything else. Um, but the book was, uh, it's, it was quite, it's, you're going to read it. You're going to go, wow, this is like the best fiction book ever. Then you're going to go, wait a minute, this is all true. That is incredible. We're excited about this Lindell Recovery Network as well as the other work you're doing. And we're going to talk about that more in just a moment here on A View from the Wall. So stick with us. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. What did Jesus say about reaching the lost? He said, Behold, the fields are white unto harvest. What does that mean? It means the work of harvesting, the work of witnessing, must be done now. That's the focus God wants us to have. Things of secondary importance must not occupy priority segments of our focus, energy, and resources. In ancient times, if a harvest was not gathered in at the right time, all would be lost. It would die and then be cut and thrown into the fire. Friends, the day of the return of the Lord approaches. The fields are white and to harvest. Now is the time to turn to the Lord and win the lost for the Lord. Visit imawatchman.com for free resources that will help. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. imawatchman.com Welcome back to View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burrows along with Joseph Kerr, and we've been talking with Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. We've been highlighting his efforts regarding the recent coronavirus to help so many Americans. And in this segment, we want to hear about the why behind your efforts. And Mike, you make this statement. You say that the pillow is just a platform for a much bigger thing, that my calling is to speak out the word of Jesus. And I've noticed that cross necklace you wear in all of your uh, commercials. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you. You know, I got the pillow idea and a divine dream from God in the first place, but in, but I still wasn't saved. And anyway, and I always wore my cross on TV. And But, but, but before that, um, the, this is in 2008. And this kind of defines it. The drug dealers, the drug dealers said, uh, I come out of the room and I've been up for 14 days and they did it. All three of them are standing there, the biggest dealers. And they go, they did like this intervention. They go, you're, we're cutting you off. You've been up 14 days and you're going to bed. And two of them left. One of them stayed up, but he finally fell asleep. So I went down to the streets of Minneapolis and I, I couldn't buy crack anywhere. And I came back upstairs. Two o'clock, two thirty in the morning, and I and he grabbed. He said, "Give me your phone," and he said, "I'm taking a picture. You're going to need that for that book." Now, here's what he said. He goes, 
you've been telling us for years that my pill is just a platform for God, and you're going to come back and help us all someday get out of this addiction lifestyle, and uh, we're not going to let you die on us. Now, two of those guys are born-again Christians, work for me at, at my pillow. But it's for me, when I was finally saved, this is February 18, 2017. I mean, I quit everything by the grace of God in January of 2009. But, but then once I was completely saved the, uh, and surrendered, now I'm able to go out and use this platform, like I would say about fame, basically, where I can go to, I went to U.S. Bank Stadium shortly after that, uh, and 50,000 millennials, I told my story. And three weeks later, my granddaughter and I are at an amusement park in Minnesota, and all these millennials that were there in these little ZB, ZB ages or whatever they are, the Z age, they come up and they're going, you know, wow, you're, and there were Christian bands there and everything, but they, they go, it's your story that you go, I found Jesus. And it just, it was just amazing for me to hear that I was on the right path and able to use my story. People say to me all the time, do you regret anything in your past? I said, no, not if it's, not if it's not where I'm at right now. And if that story helps other people, gives them hope, and then they find that hope is Jesus. Your story led you to develop the plans and, and, and set up the Lindell Recovery Network. So right now, we're broadcast across 44 states all across the United States. And there's probably somebody listening today who's struggling with addiction. Maybe they just have those failed dreams like you discussed. You had many things that went well, some that didn't, and they may be struggling with their calling or purpose in life. How did they get in touch with the Lindell Recovery Network? And tell us a little bit more about that and, and how it would help people. Well, it's not launched yet because of this pandemic. So there, it was. we were about two months out when this hit. But I can tell you part of it right now, which you can do and you're at home. And this goes both ways. Let's say you're an addict. I don't care what the addiction is. I don't care if it's gambling, porn, overeating, uh, meth, crack, it doesn't matter. Uh, addiction is just a mask for pain and stuff that's happened in childhood, fatherlessness, and all kinds of things and trauma. And if you're sitting there at home, everybody knows some people, you know, let's say you're, I'm going to do an example. Let's say you're a 20 year old uh, heroin addict and you know, you, some of your friends that have died out there, but you, and you, and you feel hopeless now, especially what's going on now. You also know some of your friends that have made it through. And this is the time to reach out to them and because they're your hope matches. I had a friend of mine came back to me when I, in 2008, and he, we had both started cocaine at the same time, switched to crack at the same time, and he had been straight for four years. And I had all kinds of questions for him that only I would trust him. And so if you're there, and on the other hand, so if you're an addict, reach out to somebody one of your friends, you got time right now, FaceTime him, talk to him. How did you get through? And he will, that will be your hope match. Now, if you're at home and all of you, everyone else that's gotten through and made it through your, whether it's your faith-based treatment centers, your teen challenge, Union gospel, salvation army, all these great treatment centers, and you've made it through and you've had your heart restored. And even if, you know, whatever that is, Reach out. Now is the time to reach out to people, your friends that you that, that need that hope, that are still addicted, and reach out to them. We could make this the greatest AA meeting in the history of the United States, but with Jesus as the higher power. And and this is it's a 
perfect time to have these massive, um, you know, aid, um, talk about, you know, reaching out to help people because that, who's looking for hope more than right now? Everybody's looking for hope. And these, you know, if you're an addict, you've already been living in fear and everything else. And, um, replace that with peace. Let's, uh, you know, this would be a great time. I call it, this is the opportunity for the, the greatest revival in history. Amen. Well, those are such good works. I want to encourage you as we continue our conversation, if you're watching this or listening to this online, to go to MikeLindellsBook.com. That's MikeLindellsBook.com. See his new book, What Are the Odds? Uh, From Crack Addict to CEO. You'll even see the before and after pictures he's talking about in our interview. I think you'll be fascinated by that. When we come back, we'll talk one more segment with Mike Lindell from MyPillow. Stick with us here on A View from the Wall. The I Am A Watchman ministry is supported by people just like you so that we can continue in our call to encourage, disciple, educate, and bring people from all tribes and tongues into a right relationship with Jesus. The I Am A Watchman ministry desires to reach the lost, encourage and equip believers, and prepare for the return of the Lord. There's a great need to share truth and disciple believers. Most in the Western world are not strong in their faith. Billions in Africa and India and in Arab and Asian regions are lost or persecuted for their faith. We want to reach them and equip them. Our vision is to facilitate the multiplication of godly leaders, watchmen around the world. Free I Am A Watchman resources have been accessed by individuals in more than 160 countries, but there's so much more to do. Please consider becoming a prayer and financial partner in this good work. Visit IamAWatchman.com to find out how. Welcome back. We're here with Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. And Joe and I have been having a wonderful conversation talking about God's impact in and through his life. And in this segment, we'd like to share some ways we can encourage others during this difficult time in our nation. And Mike, among the tragedies in our culture, I want to take a moment to talk about the positives that we are seeing and share a little bit about the positive and hopeful things you're seeing right now in our culture, especially spiritually. Well, since I said that at the White House, I don't know if you guys know this, but Bibles have been selling out across the country. Yes. Uh, I deal with I deal with the online stores and box stores, and and uh, there's some of them that are, they ran out of children's Bibles right away. I mean, I mean, it's just people are getting back in the word, and people are when we have when things are good, when things are going good, people tend to not reach out for their faith. They might go to church on Sunday to clear their conscience. Who knows? But I'll tell you what, when things go bad, even like my story from my book, you know, I prayed when things were bad. I would go, God, please get me out of this, you know, and whatever. And that's when, that's when people are open to hope. And I really believe this is a massive awakening. A, a history is a massive awakening where people are going, are praying to get us through this, things are getting revealed, that good things, bad things. And it's, um, you know, I'll say it again. I said it at the Rose Garden. God gave us grace when Donald Trump was elected because I really believe, I didn't think politics ever affected our, our daily lives. When I came out of addiction, I had never voted or anything. And, and I'm going, wow, what's going on? Where's our nation gone away from God? 
And, you know, God, we, we as a nation had turned our back on God. And there were all right. these things going on that goes, you know, I had a movie out last year called Unplanned that I was in. And, and uh, I was attacked for that. And, you know, all these things were, it's, it's like a spiritual warfare in our country. And I really believe that, you know, um, we are going to get, it's going to be completely different coming out of this with so many people in faith and so many people that have surrendered to Jesus. I believe it's, a, it's probably, I know the churches, um, you know, they're doing so much online now or whatever, but, but it's all of us together. And I think it's a great uniting of the country, uh, taking politics out of it. I think there was a divide. I just believe that this is uniting us. We're all one people under God. And, and I think those are the great things that are going to come out of this. And we're going to, we're going to look back and say, just like nine 11, when that happened, when nine 11 happened, we became a safer nation for terrorism and stuff. I think things are going to manifest out this. We're going to become a nation closer to God. And we're also going to be safer and more secure, not relying on other nations. I mean, there's a, um, for our medical things and, and being safer for in anything that would ever come along like this ever again. Mike, so many folks feel connected to you and the company through television. And you alluded to your spiritual story just a little bit. And there are folks who are struggling and wondering right now. Let's just take it directly to that point. Share exactly what somebody can do right now who is looking for the answer. You know the answer is Jesus. Tell them how they can find him. Yeah, you need. You really need to. If, I'm going to tell you two things here. Everyone that's at home that has that has had their heart restored, that is saved, you need to reach out. This is the time to be to evangelize. Call your friends and talk to them. You know, ministry to them, disciple them. And if you're home and you're by yourself, get into that Bible and get get on your knees and do that full surrender to Jesus. Um, you know, get. There's nothing. When I used to pray. If when I did pray and I and I didn't I didn't have the Lord I didn't have you know I just believe in God I just have that personal relationship I used to pray and they, some of the prayers wouldn't get answered well you know that might have not, probably wasn't God's will well God where's God's will God's will is in the Word now that I'm in, you know now that I have Jesus you know from February 18 2017 on I can be proactive in my prayers. And I can, um, things are easier. It gets so easy. It's like a lifted off you. There's a, your fear will be replaced with peace. And there's just nothing like it. So I just encourage everybody like I did from the Rose Garden to, to get a Bible. If you don't have one, go on your phone and download an app from, there's a million Bible apps out there now you can download. And, and if you're, and if you or reach out to somebody, you know, and ask them about Jesus. I mean, there, this can be also the biggest uh, revival ever, not just for addiction. To get out of addiction, that's the answer is Jesus there too. It all, it all points to that. We're all in this for, we're all on this earth for a short time. We're, we're, we're talking about eternity, salvation, and transformation. Well, that is so well said. And we'd like to close each program with a word of encouragement and a challenge to our Watchmen audience. These are our friends who are focused on what God is doing in these last days. So as we conclude in the last minute or so here, uh, Mike, give us uh, some words of encouragement you'd like to share with those who are listening today. Well, I just want to tell everyone, we are going to get through this. I left the, I want to tell you, I left the White House. I was hopeful. I'm always an optimist. But when I was there and I seen what our president's doing, what our, the vice president and all these things that they're doing, 
making these great decisions. God put these people in place for us for such a time as this. And they're making great wisdom decisions, not based on politics, based on input, that based on all, it's like a vacuum cleaner of knowledge. And I also know there's so many um, states out there that are doing great things that are, and, and there's so many things that are getting set up for how are we going to be able to get back to work? And it's going to be sooner than everybody thinks. I want everybody, I believe, I truly believe that. There's been so many powerful prayers going out. And I just want everyone to have confidence and faith. And, and, and we will get through this. It'll be different for a while. And it'll be different in the long run. But just you got you to gotta look at that carrot way out in front of us. That um, uh, And I know there's business owners that are living in fear right now that Everybody's in the same thing, so it kind of, you know, you can kind of take the fear out of it. There, there's kind of a camaraderie thing that we're all in this together, but we're, no one's going to be left behind. And I believe that, um, you know, no one's going to, that's it right there. No one's going to be left behind. There's going to be, we're all going to be taking care of everybody and everybody's taking care of us. So that's my words and, and that Jesus has his hand in all of this and keep everybody, keep your prayers. Keep praying for our leaders to have great discernment and wisdom and keep praying for um, day by day that things get better and better. We've been talking with Mike Lindell and you can go to MikeLindellsBook.com, get a copy of What Are the Odds? We'd love for you to hear more about his story, how God has changed his life and can change yours as well. And of course, we'd like to encourage you to go to our website as well at IamAWatchman.com. IamAWatchman.com. You can get tons of resources on Bible prophecy, on spiritual growth, on Christian worldview. We'd love to help you any way we can. So reach out to us there. Thanks again for being with us here on A View from the Wall. We'll be with you next time. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.